Hallelujah. Amen. Last Sunday we talked about, we started to talk about the eternal gospel. The eternal gospel. Hallelujah. And I told you last Sunday that there is a gospel that is a temporary gospel, but it's still gospel. The gospel of healing is a temporary gospel. Hallelujah. It helps us while we are here on earth. Hallelujah. The gospel of deliverance is a temporary one. It helps us while we are here. Hallelujah. Even the gospel of our relationship with the Holy Spirit is a temporary gospel. It helps us only while we are here. And the Bible says that the angel of the Lord in the book of Revelation, chapter number 14, verse 6, he says, and I, I saw an angel with the eternal gospel, preaching the eternal gospel, and he says, fear God, give him glory, and worship him. So these are three dimensions of gospel that are in eternity. The fear of the Lord will not stop because we are in heaven. We will not stop glorifying him because we are with him. And we will not stop worshiping him because we are with him. And I talk about the dimensions of those three Gospels. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, we stopped with the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. But I want to continue today with uh, uh, how to position yourself. Because we did the benefit of the fear. I want to talk about how to position yourself for the fear. To, act, to assess the fear, access the fear of the Lord. To access the fear of the Lord. You know, the first thing that you need to know, need to do, if you want to access the fear of the Lord, is to seek him, to know him. Hallelujah. It's not because you have received him that you know him. People people think because they have received him, they know him. No. It's a mistake and it's a lie from Satan. That's why we assume the posture of people that know God. But actually, we have received. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of uh, first, uh, John chapter number 1, verse 12, he said to all those who received him, he gave them power to become children of God. So the benefit of receiving him is to become a child of God. But it's not because you have received him and you have become a child that you know him. Because we use the word knowledge cheap. And there are many forms of word of knowledge when you study the Greek. And the knowledge we are talking about today is not uh, an awareness, it's an intimate knowledge. Hallelujah. It does not mean you are just aware of him. It means you know him intimately. And if you don't know him intimately, you will not manifest the fear of God. That's why the churches are full with people that don't have a fear of God in their heart. Because the knowledge they have is not an intimate knowledge. Hallelujah. I want to give you an example. You receive people in your house. Now, the fact that you receive them does not necessarily mean you know them. Hallelujah. Even somebody can stay with you for a couple of weeks without you knowing him. You can be aware of him, but you don't know him. So when we talk about the fear of the Lord, it comes out of an intimate knowledge of God. You come to a place where you know him. Paul says in the book of Philippians, chapter number three, he says, all this so that I may know him. Remember, Paul had an encounter on the road of Damascus. The book of Acts, Acts chapter number nine, tells us that Paul had an encounter in, with Jesus. And Jesus says, I am Jesus of Nazareth, the one that you are persecuting. But in Philippians three, Paul just says, all this so that I may know. 
Now, if we have such encounter, we will brag that we know him. But Paul knew that the encounter didn't give the knowledge. The encounter gave a call. But the encounter didn't give a knowledge. Most of the encounter you have don't really mean you know him. Yes, no, it's not necessarily that. Because the whole nation of Israel had a more powerful encounter than you. They saw God on the mountain physically, not in a vision. He came in the vision, in, 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 on the mountain, but God said, they don't know me. He said, they know only my actions, but Moses knows my ways. The knowing of God provides the knowledge of his ways. I want you to put that down, that the knowing of God provides the knowledge of his ways. So when you don't know him, you can't have a fear of the Lord in your heart. That's why as Christian, you can lie and it does not mean anything to you because the fear of the Lord is not in your heart. You can hate somebody and you justify your hatred because the fear of the Lord is not in your heart. God can call you to prayer and you don't go and you justify that because you don't have a fear in your heart. All this so that I may know him. Somebody says so that I may know him. All this so that I may know him. Paul made a confession that he was on a journey to know him. He said, what do I do? To know him, what do I do? I forsake what is behind and I press on. So the first way to know him is to forsake what is behind you. Now, forsaking what is behind you includes many things. It includes your failures and your victories. Yes, it includes your most vivid experiences. Because some of you, you came at your experience and you missed that God has moved on. That's why God said to the people of Israel, you put a tabernacle. He didn't tell them to put a building because he knew that the building was not movable. He said, put a tent so that when, you move, when I move, you move with me. You pack up and you move with me. When David wanted to build him a temple, he said, who told you to build me a temple? I am a mobile God, and you want to fix me in a temple. Now, although later on he allowed the construction of a temple, look at what it turned out to be. It turned out to be religion. People have the ability to turn something godly into religion. Because they camp on what God is doing, they don't know he has moved on because they don't have a fear to seek his face. Do you hear what I'm saying? Remember, Moses, God said to Moses, I'm going to take off your spirit and put it on 70 people. And those 70 people will be judges that will judge the affairs of people. That's the system of the Sanhedrin. So the Sanhedrin was created by God. But when Jesus came, it has become religious. Because they left God and they create an institution. When you have a fear of God, you move with God. When you don't have a fear of God, you camp on what you think you know. Actually, the Apostle Paul says, if you think you know, then you know, you know nothing at all. You can read that in the book of 1 Corinthians. He said, if you think you know, then you don't know. 
So we need to seek to know him. I'm not saying seek him to find him. You have found him. But seek to know him. Seek to know his ways. Seek to know his heart. Seek to know what he likes. Seek to know what he dislikes. Seek to know the Holy Ghost. Position yourself for the fear of the Lord. Seek him. Seek him. Hallelujah. Seek him so that you may know him. And uh, how do we seek him? There are three dimensions of seeking him in the Bible. In the book of Psalm 63, if you read Psalm 63, verse 1 to 11, can we go on quickly so that I may just move on with something else? Psalm 63. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Psalm 63, verse 1 to. He said, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Let's go quickly. My soul first for you, my flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I, I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek my life to destroy it shall go into the lower part of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him shall glory. But the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. Hallelujah. In this scripture that we read now, there are three levels of seeking. The first level is to seek him early. Hallelujah. Early. 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 Now, early has two fold dimension. One early means physical early. It means that when you open your eyes, the first thing you do is him. Now, the other early is when you are born again, you start to seek him there. You don't wait to be 30 years in the church before you start to seek him. But, but the dimension of seeking him early, it means that the first priority of God, in your, of, God of, of everything in your life is God. When you woke up, instead of thinking of your problem, think of him. Have time with him. Hallelujah. Seek you early. The second dimension of seeking him is to seek him, is to seek him in his house. He said, I look for you in your sanctuary. Coming to church Sunday like this is to seek him. Yeah, some people don't want to come to church because they say, listen, I can find God here. David said, I will seek him in the sanctuary. 
And the Bible tells us in the New Testament, it says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. Yeah, because when you forsake the gathering, you miss on fellowship. Now, fellowship, you might not talk to your neighbor, but you know that life is spiritual. That the neighbor that sits, sits next to you, because God is in his life, emit some grace of anointing. And when I sit next to him, even we didn't, we didn't talk, but I've received something. So, it, to seek him in the house, number three, to seek him in the nights. He said, in the night, I look for you. People sleep more than they... I don't understand this one. They found you on your bed at every time of the night. How come? No, I don't understand. I don't understand. How can you sleep through? <laughs> ah, I had a good rest. Because while they were sleeping, the enemy sowed seed. There are some, some grace and some level in God that you will not get if you are a sleeper. He said, wake up sleepers. Don't you have that in your scripture? Say slumber. Wake up. Look at the Jesus that you are following. He chose specific time in the night and he prayed. You say, oh, he's putting us into religion. Yes, let me do that for you. It will help you later on. Yes. Yes. The anointing is not carried by those who sleep the whole night. No, it's not possible. People can joke with you. They can tell you, no, you can get it by grace. There is not such a thing. You know why? Because you get the, the, the deposit by grace, but you work it out not by grace. You work it out by positioning yourself and intentionally seeking him. It's an intention. You put yourself up and you say, Lord, I will not let you go unless you bless me. You have your Jacob experience in your room. You have your Jacob experience when there is no one. You seek him with all your heart. Yes. We must stop that lazy attitude that we have as church. Yes. We must stop it. We must come to a place to realize that even the one that we are following, I'm being careful. <laughs> even the one that we are following walked a certain way. It took three people in the book of Matthew 26 to go and pray. And right in the midst of the prayer meeting, they slept. While the conductor was still saying, let's pray for this, they were sleeping. He took them there, they slept. He came to them and said, hey, why are you sleeping? But you know something? There were 12. One has ran away. It was 11 left. Judas was already gone. It was 11. 11 minus 3. How much we have? 11 minus 3. Please don't lie to me. 11 minus 3. Eight. So, out of how many percentage is that? The percentage. Huh? How do you calculate percentage? 
you do three out of 11 and eight out of 11, you'll find the percentage. Quiet. <laughs> Before you are something to something percent. Hallelujah. It can't be free. Because it's 11. The 11 are? No, the free are? 27%. It's, it's, that, it's below free. It's below 30. I told you to something. You understand? Now, it took 2.7%. And he left what? How many percentage? He left 70, 70, let's say 70, let's make it 73%. 73% were sleeping. He never rebuked them. 2% were sleeping. He rebuked them. He never went to the eight and said, why are you sleeping? He came to the free. He said, why are you sleeping? Do you know the difference? Those free were with him. He will not bother about people that are in the crowd. He bothers about people that stand out of the crowd. So the message I'm preaching here might not be for everybody. <laughs> I'm preaching to people that have set themselves to make a difference in this world. These are people I'm, set, I'm, 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 I'm talking to this morning. When I talk about the seeking him, I'm talking about people that know that I am among the free that he has taken to himself. I am among the free that he's walking around with. The eight, they can sleep, there's no problem. Yes, he didn't punish them, he didn't judge them. He said to the free, why are you sleeping? There are some demands that are upon the head of some people that is not upon the head of the church. Why? Because these people have become a living sacrifice for God. It's like God will come into this crowd and say, even if you don't pray, if you don't fast, work out your relationship according to the grace I've given you. But to some people, he does not say that. No, he doesn't. To some people, he gives commands and instruction. Why? Because they have come out of the crowd. I'm praying that the church may come out of the crowd. I pray that this whole ministry may come out of a crowd. That we will not be people that are following God out of religion, but people that have a living relationship with him. Seek him with all your hearts. He said, I found David, a man after my own heart. There were many people in Israel, but he found a young man. A man about 15 or 16. He said, I have found a man. He called David a man when he was a boy. Come on. David was a boy, but God said, I have found a man. It's not about your age. No, it has nothing to do with your age. It has everything to do with your stand in the spirit. So in the natural, you can be a boy, but in the spirit, you are a man already. Or you can be a man in the natural and be a boy in the spirit. Saul was a boy. So was a boy. Do you know that if you read properly, scarcely God called Saul a king. He said, a commander of my army. <laughs> I'm looking for people 
that will set themselves to seek God. Come on now. I'm looking for a generation of people that will say, I will set myself to seek the Lord. And you say, but isn't be, isn't, is it not going to become a religion? Sometimes you start there. <laughs> and when you find yourself, then you know how to do it. But if you don't start, you will never find yourself. People that say, listen, I don't, I need to, somebody says that if God wants to do it, he must do it. He's suffering. I say he does not do that. When he saved you, he didn't save you like that. You have to give your, give your yes. Did he just save you because he said, if he's good, he must save me? No. You heard the message. You were convicted and you say yes. So if you surrendered to be saved, why do you think to seek him? You don't need to do that. Because your flesh will tell you not to seek him. The demand of your flesh is too much. Some of you can't stay away from food. Yes. Yes, yes. There's a problem there. There's a problem. When you see food, you shake like, like a dead leaf. Like, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. You like too much meat in South Africa. They want to eat, somebody said they want to eat rice. And you look for the rice, you don't see it. Because the rice is on, underneath the meat. The meat covers the plates. Ah, we are having a good life. While, while your country is going down, you're eating chops. And when you feel to eat, when you feel to eat, you go, it's good. But President Cyril is not a good man. What? I've come today to recruit God's seekers. Uh, that, that we go. People that will seek God with all their hearts. Look at all the people in the Bible that you are mentioning. Look at all of them. Look at their lifestyle. The Apostle Paul made some statement in easy one that got the revelation of grace. And sometimes you, remember, you, re, you think, did he get it himself? He said, I beat myself hard so that I will not be disqualified. What is he talking about? Is he, I mean, what is he talking about? Have you read that scripture? Even one that says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. He's a grace man. Now the church took it. Now we can sleep. Because the apostle Paul said, the man that said, Say, I'm pressing on. And he said, imitate me as I imitate God. So when I'm pressing on, you press on yourself. You must take a decision. Yes, it's a decision. I say, it's a decision. It's a decision. It's a decision. The same way you set yourself to study. Because, because at graduation, the way you say, by grace, we give you the certificate. Have you ever heard that? No, no. You see, this is a human system. Oh, where did they take it from? Do you think in heaven, when God will reward you, he will say, my servant, by grace, I'm giving you. 
No. No. He said, he will reward you according to the works. You are saved by grace, but reward is not grace. If you have to have a reward, you need to set yourself to acquire that reward. Yes. Paul said, I have run the race. I've finished it. And now the crown of glory is awaiting for me. This is the man that says, I know how to live when I don't have and when I have. This is the man that says, our citizenship is in heaven. But he made some confession that the church is not ready to make. He said, I've finished the race. I've completed the course. What a joy to enter the grace, eternal grace, by hearing this word, good and faithful servant. What were you faithful with? Have you read the parable of a talent in Matthew 20 that Jesus gave? Have you ever read that? Huh? Do you know that the one that didn't work his gift, God called him wicked? No, 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 no. Jesus was the one that gave that parable. I don't know if you know. He's talking about the steward, stewardship. It means that whatever God has given you, he expects you to multiply it. No, no, no. He said the man came with one talent and he said, Master, you are so great. And you reap where you didn't sow. I didn't want to lose it, so I buried it. He said, you are so wicked. He said, you are so wicked. Why didn't you put it in the bank so that you can generate interest? But I want to tell you something. The one that came with four, and he said, Lord, or five, he said, Lord, you gave me five. I have multiplied it. There's another fight. He said, good and? You don't hear what I'm saying. Good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of your king. Another one came. He said, I have two. I multiplied another two. He said the same word. Good and faithful servant. So it's not the amounts. It's the quality of being a good steward to multiply whatever amount you have. The two receive same reward, while one at ten, one at four. But Jesus was not focusing on the number. He was focusing on the attitude. He said, at least I did it. You came for the anointing. What are you going to do with that anointing? That anointing is not to eat chops, eh? That anointing that you have received, it's for somebody. So when you work for me, you say, Lord, when you lead me, lead me to a person that needs this anointing. Open the door so that I may, I may manifest this anointing to that person. You come to a place where you understand that when God gives you, he expects you to extend his kingdom. The kingdom of God is here, but God wants us to extend the kingdom wherever we go. I want to tell you, don't despise what you are doing. The man with one talent despised it. That's why he, 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 he hid it. Because he said it's only one. Listen, you might not be out there going to Zambia, to Malawi, but in your workplace, are you faithful to shine the light of the gospel? In your home, are you faithful to shine the light of the gospel? With your friend, are you faithful to shine the light of the gospel? It's not all about evangelizing. It's about carrying the fire wherever you are. 
must be faithful. I must be faithful. I must be faithful. I must be faithful. And the first area of faithfulness God tests you is at home. Huh? That's at home. You, you can sit with your wife or your children and uh, you are mean. Outside, we can count all your teeth. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Could you smile until you see the back of your throat? But when you are with people that you love, it's a different story. Are you faithful with what God has given you? Are you faithful with people that God has given you? Are you faithful with the work he has given you? Are you faithful with your studies? Some of you, instead of studying, you are reading your Bible. Your parents are paying your school fee. You are reading Bible. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying it's wrong to read your Bible, but there's a time for everything. When they put their money on you, honor that. Some people struggle in life because they didn't know how to honor the small things. Taking you back to basics. These are small stuff. But you, you won't hear it a lot. People don't teach us how to be faithful and how to handle the thing of the kingdom. We're not faithful. Because the fear of the Lord is not there. When we're going to go to the place where he said glorify him, you will hear some of his stuff. Hallelujah. Are we going to be faithful? Amen. And set our, he said, I set myself on the tower and I will see what the Lord will tell me. I've decided to sit on the tower and see what the Lord will say to me. You know, one, on one occasion, I was, I was awakened by the Spirit, and he told me to pray. And I was praying. Uh, that was like two years ago. I just want to tell you, remind me. I was praying. And then, suddenly, I saw somebody coming into my house from the roof. I shouted so much. I think that night, Lerato heard my voice. Shouted, get out of here! In the name of Jesus. This is not your portion. And later on, it was proven that somebody was trying to do astral projection in my house. Wow. Imagine I was. Then when you wake up in the morning, you say, I don't know why my mood is like that. Somebody was blowing on you while you were sleeping. <laughs> Awake, church! There is revival coming! Revival is come on the altar of intercession and supplication. Revival does not come because we jump. Revival does not come because we cry or because we scream. Revival comes because we go before God. And we want to see the country change. And everybody needs to take that torch this morning and say, it will start with me. It will not start with the president. It will start with me. I say, it will start with me. 
as for me and my house, like I told you last week, as for me and my house, we shall. Then the Lord told me, you told them half the story. I said, why? He said, because when you say, as for me and my house, you mention people around, but you never mention themselves. <laughs> because you are your own house. Don't you know that you have a temple of the Holy Ghost, 1 Corinthians 6? You have a house of God. So it must start with this house before it affects the house. Because it's not just a declaration, it's a position. Mm -hmm. It's not just to saying it, it's to position. So when you say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord, it's a position in the kingdom. People, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. (laughs) I don't know. Who was sent this morning to hear this message? It might not sound like grace to you, but this is pure grace. It's pure grace. I'll show you why it's pure grace and then I'm finished. Do you know that the old covenant was grace? Many people don't know that. (laughs) They talk about the law and, uh, and, uh, and grace, but they don't know that the old covenant was born out of grace. What did Abraham do for God to reveal himself to him? What did he do? I said, what did he do? Isn't that grace to you? What did the nation of Israel do? What did they do? For God to tell them what he likes and what he does not like. Why didn't he tell that to the Babylonians? No, no, hear me, hear me. Why didn't he reveal himself to the Babylonians? It's by grace that he chose the nation of Israel. It's by grace that he gave them his covenant. It's because he loved it. He gave it for free. They turned it into laws. Yes. You know, if I can tell you, if we are good friends, and I want our friendship, our friendship to last, I need to reveal to you who I am. Then our friendship can last because then you know what I like and what I don't like. Hallelujah. That's why when you get married, the first thing, the truth shall come out. <laughs> you know, when you engage, there are many things that are not true. Eh? You, you look like a saint. Everything the person does, no, you know what, it's fine, I forgive, it's fine. I understand you. Get married. <laughs> All that time, you never notice that the guy has bad breath. <laughs> until we you sleep together I, <laughs> then, 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 then the grace is going away slowly <laughs> slowly, slowly and then you didn't know that that, that, that woman you, you like it was a wig <laughs> I speak my heart I don't care no <laughs> no the first night she takes it off and she... What is that? <laughs> Sometimes you need to present yourself as you are. I know you don't like it. Don't rebuke me, but you don't like it. <laughs> if you took offense, may God forgive me. They told me about a lady. 
People laugh at that. She, she died, according to, you know, stories like that. She died, she come to heaven. She said, God, it's not my time. God said, oh, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> because the, the, the way I made you... <laughs> We need to talk about that in the church. You don't, you don't think it's real, but we need to talk about that. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself, but sometimes you need to reveal yourself the way you are sometimes. People need to know how you look like. Yes. That's why sometimes we create trouble in marriages. Remember the story that your sister told? That's your own sister. Somebody has a surgery, a, a plastic surgery, and she got married. And then when the children were born, the nose was very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the husband was wondering, well, how can my beautiful wife and me, handsome, we give birth to people like that? <laughs> because you can change your face, but you cannot change your DNA. No, you don't know what I'm saying. You can change your face, but you cannot change your DNA. So when the children are born, they're born according to DNA, not according to what this. plastic in the church. And I'm not talking just about makeup. I'm talking about behavior, plastic behavior. Sunday we are somebody else. Monday we are somebody else. Tuesday we are... What is it? Stop it! Be yourself. If you are an angry person, build that way so that we can deliver you. Don't come here and present us a fake thing. The lovely brother, the lovely sister. Then you are nothing. You are just a, a somebody that is angry all the time. I like people that will come say, I have a, a, a drink addiction. That's somebody that it chappies for us not to smell. Because you are fooling us, but you are not fooling God. You guys don't hear what I'm saying. I'm here to preach. I, I'm not here to please anyone. So if after me you say, I can't go there anymore, we'll meet in heaven. But I have a duty to tell you, be real in God's presence. I say be real with God the same way you should be real with your partner. Be real. Be real. Stop hiding stuff. Be real. Open your heart and be real. Because you can't meet God if you are plastic. We laugh at this thing. We laugh at this thing. <laughs> The woman went and she wanted a big bum and then she went and injected herself. And then after six months, one bum was here and the other one was there. Yes. Yes. She was walking like, because, listen. We check all this stuff. If it does not like you the way you are, then it does not like you at all. If it cannot accept you, if it cannot accept what God has given you, then it does not like you. Why do you need to change yourself for somebody that does not like you? No, my wife, go to gym, but your tummy is hanging there. But you are asking her to go and gym so I can look good for you. But you, no, you can't do that. Let's be real with one another. Yes, let's be real with one another. And it, this is the starting of seeking God. Come as you are. 
Say, Lord, I am weak. Lord, I know I need you more than I need myself. No, if you are not going to intervene, I am done. Yes, I'm showing the people I'm a great Christian, but when I'm alone, I know my weaknesses. I need you, Jesus. I need you. I, that's where grace steps in. Grace comes after truth. That's why the Bible says, <laughs> that's why the Bible says, the, the, the law was through Moses, but truth, grace and truth were revealed through Jesus. So grace starts with truth. When you come and you say, listen, I am sick. Some people are, are, are ashamed to say I'm sick. Why? Because they think they will say you don't have faith. So they suffer, but they can't say it. No, you need to come and say, listen, I've prayed for myself, and nothing is happening. Would you please pray with me? Is that humility? It means that you are not thinking that you know it all. You can go before somebody and say, help me, man, help me. Help me, I need you here. I need you. I need you. That's where grace starts. Grace will kick in. When you become yourself. Amen. You lie to angels. But you say you are a God seeker. No. Be yourself. Yes. Be yourself. Sometimes people around me say, no, you are hard. I say, I'm not hard, I'm soft. I'm soft because I cannot be so soft that I lead you to hell. I want to be soft and show you the gate of heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I've spoken. You can take it or you can leave it. But if you trust me as a servant of God, take it. Because I cannot tell you something I'm not experiencing. I cannot tell you that. If every night I sleep through, I cannot stand here and say, my wife will catch me at home. And I say, but you yourself. Because she's a very honest person. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. God humbled me by giving me such a wife. <laughs> <laughs> that will not always tell you, you what a great man of God you are. <laughs> so you need somebody at home that can put you on your knees. I say, hey, winner. Everybody talks about you, you yourself, you know. John, you know that sometimes you take offense. When it's like that, you think, ah, what is this woman? I'm a, I'm a man of God. Yeah, there's no man of God at home. <laughs> no, 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 there's not that. At home is at home. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. Be humble and let people speak into your life. See, find a good friend. Not everybody. You know some people, you find them, you find, you find the devil. Find somebody that you trust. <laughs> Somebody that you trust, and you can open up to that person and say, listen, I need help here. I'm struggling with this, 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 and I need God to intervene in my life. A person will say, let's pray together. That's the beginning of seeking the will of God. Amen. Are you blessed? Yes. I say, are you blessed? Yes. Praise God! Praise God! Because God... God showed me, and I told you that a long ago, that, that a revival will start in Africa. Hallelujah. I think I told you that in the beginning of the year. And God said, this is the beginning of revival. People must know what they must do to enter revival. John Gillette came and died. Catherine Kuman came and died. 
how many people will come after and see the Lord returning? You know, my wish is to see God coming. Hallelujah. I want to be here on earth when he comes. I don't want to miss on that. Hallelujah. I want to see the heaven split. And I want to see my Savior coming down. And then the dead in Christ can realize, but we, we are alive. <laughs> Hey, hey, we that are alive and remain shall be joined together with them. So shall we with the Lord. I refuse, I say, God, I don't want to come out of a grave. I, want to <laughs> I don't know if somebody, that's my heart. I'm just speaking to you. Huh? That's my heart. I, I don't want to come out of a grave. I want to come out of here. I want to <laughs> There's too much to do now for me to fall asleep. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. There is a generation that is waiting for you. I say there are people that are lined up waiting for you. And you are still being lazy while people are waiting for you. God said to the apostle Paul, he said there is a man of Macedonia in my dream that called me. And Paul went and he found the jailer. There is people that are calling out to you now. They are sitting in their homes and they are calling out to you. Amen. You can have them even in prayer. You, can, you might not know them, but your only intercession is a help to them. There are people that are waiting for you in rural areas. You are sitting here under the aircon and you are being, you are being put comfortable. I refuse to make you comfortable. I want you to be uncomfortable so that you can enter your destiny. Amen. A woman that is giving birth is not comfortable. Unless they put epidural, but that's something else. But real raw labor uh-huh. that the Hebrew woman went through, the raw one, the real one, you can be comfortable. I know there are medicine to now do this. I'm talking about the, what God did in the beginning. Now he gave wisdom for us to just ease the pain. But you won't see a woman in pain of labor and just smiling at you. In that place, there are violence. <laughs> you need to stay away. <laughs> they say, hold the hand. She's breaking your hands. <laughs> because she's in a place to give birth. She's not there. And when she goes there, she's not ashamed of doctors. Whoever is in the room, she's not ashamed. Because she knows, I'm here to deliver. The church needs to be to know that we are in a place of delivering. You are in a place of giving birth. We cannot be ashamed anymore. You cannot be shy anymore. The time to be shy is over. I cannot be here and preach you gospel that will just excite you. I'm here to preach a gospel that will make a cut so that the children can come out. Like a midwife pushing with you. Yes. You need to take this message serious. God say, set yourself for seeking. And you will see the invasion of the Holy Ghost in your home. Seek yourself to seek me. You will see the power of God coming in your house, coming in your homes, coming upon your children. The thing that you've been trusting God for, suddenly they're going to start to happen. And they're going to start to happen. They're going to start to happen. I'm not saying this for you to do it. I'm just giving a, a testimony of what happened to me. And I'm not saying that this is a way, clearly. Eh? Your way can be different. In my personal way, 
When the Lord says, calling me, I went on my room and I sat on my bed. I sat there from eight and I was seeking the Lord. I was just weeping and I was seeking the Lord. Twelve came and nothing. I continued to seek him. Two came, nothing. I continued to seek him. Four! Something happened. God showed up in the room. And my friend that I love so much walked in the room. I was sitting on my bed. He fell. He couldn't stand. The glory of God filled the room. But I had to sit on my back and wait upon the Lord. And yours must be different. But I'm saying this is worked for me. And maybe God is calling you to align yourself. Maybe yours will be two minutes. So start. Do something about it. Hallelujah. Do something about it. Maybe yours is two minutes. And you never tried it. Maybe when you sit, the Lord is already there. And he allowed me to seek him for so many hours. So that I can preach to you so that in one minute you can get it. <laughs> Isn't that cool? He allowed Abraham to go so that Levi and all people can come and get the inheritance. Some of the things that God did in our lives, he knows he's preparing us for a people that will just inherit it. So I'm giving you legacy this morning. I'm giving you inheritance this morning. That you will not need to go the route I went because I've gone there already. And by God's grace, I'm speaking to you. So receive it by impartation in the name of Jesus. I say receive it by impartation in the name of Jesus. That God may stir your hearts. If you are here this morning, oh my God, help me. Help me. Let me look the time first. Help me. I know some of you are already tired. You are saying, that's why I don't want to go there because let me go back. It's too, it's too long. It's too long. It's too long. Because you want to go somewhere. Say, Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Okay, now we're offering. And then we come. Put you a very nice message in 15 minutes. Hallelujah. And you go home. And you are like that all your life. A church goer of 15 minutes. I'm looking for people that can work miracle with God. I'm saying to Lord, give me a man. Give me a man. I need a man that can make a difference in this nation. It's not the congregation that is most important for me. It's a man and a woman that will stand up. And make a difference wherever they are. Hallelujah. I, I want many people here, but I want a man and a woman. Hallelujah. That after I have moved on and doing something else, I can look back and say, at least God has raised somebody. I don't want to stand in heaven with a big congregation that I look back, they are not there. <laughs> I want to stand with people that stood their ground. So that even with two, God can tell me good and faithful servant. With five, he can tell me good and faithful servant. With one, he can tell me good and faithful servant because I want to multiply the one that he has given me. I'm praying for multiplication this morning. I say I'm praying for multiplication this morning. That you may go and seek the Lord with your heart. That you may establish a, a time where you seek God. You may establish. I know that. I know that uh, this psalm like just strict. But if you don't start there, I'm telling human nature. Hey, human nature. When you tell them you can do it as you want, they will never do it. Imagine when you were born. They say you go to school when you want to. 
I don't think any one of us would have stepped there. Because when I went the first time I came back, I said, I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> but because, because they set rules for me. So you can set things for yourself and say, God, I know how I am. I'm a morning person. So when I wake up early in the morning, instead of walking around and drinking coffee and thinking of people, I want to sit with you and talk to you. Lord, I'm a late person, so I sleep late anyway. So before I sleep, I want to sit with you. Early and late, I want to seek you. That's what you say, find your way. Hallelujah. But do something. I say do something. Those who are here and uh, feel in their heart that this was for me. Listen, maybe you have passed that one. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those who have not passed it and feel like this is me. I need this. I want the worship team to go quickly. And I want such a people to stand up from where they are. Say, Lord, I need a bit of discipline here. I'm going to pray a prayer for you. I'm going to pray a prayer for you. And I want to say, Lord, help us. Help us. Help us. And I'm not here to tell you, do it this time or that time. I'm just saying, make the decision and the commitment. And say to God, I need you. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your hands. And say, Lord, I need you. I was not born to just pass through life. I was born to make a difference. I am heaven dreams. Heaven dreamt about me before even I was conceived. I want to enter that destiny. Give me grace to seek you with my heart. Give me grace to seek you with my heart. Any person I meet in life, let them receive something. If I talk to them or not, let your glory in my life touch them. I receive now impartation of the Holy Ghost. Right now, in the name of Jesus. As you have your hands up, I want to pray right now. You don't need to pray with me anymore. Father, in the name of Jesus, you sent me to this congregation, and I'm here. In the name of Jesus, to activate them to the level of grace, of seeking you like never before. Not that you are lost, so that they can know you. Father, I'm praying for all of us, even me included that we may be God seekers, that will seek with all our hearts, that will seek you, Lord, not just to win something, but to win you. Amen. That we may seek you, not to have a car or a house, but to have you. That we may seek you, Lord, so that our lives may be a burning and shining light. Lord, I'm praying. Where are these people? Where is a man and a woman that you sent me to? Where is a man and a woman that you sent me to?
Lord of heaven, reveal yourself. Help her. Reveal yourself. Lord of heaven, you send me to your people. I have spoken your words as you gave me. I'm praying now that when they get out of this building, a fire may burn in them throughout their lives. That there may be an altar burning, an altar burning, an altar of testimony, an altar of testimony burning. Lord, where is the man that you have sent me to? Where is the woman that you have sent me to? My father, do it. Do it. As I lift their hand before you, impart to in them the spirit of supplication and intercession. Impart in them the spirit of seeking you. Impart in them the right grace. In the, may God give you grace. May God give you grace to rise above the level where you are now. I break limitation. I break the ceiling. And I command that you may arise higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher in the things of God. Rise higher!